Professional wrestling is the one true sport. Other sports have their share of intense dramatic moments, but nothing can compare with professional wrestling. Welcome to Wrestling History X, where two friends get together and talk about the story behind the matches. I'm Matt. And I'm Michael. Welcome to episode 26, the main event two. It's the second one. It is indeed. This is the second main event. It is. Produced by the WWF. Mm -hmm. It's a spinoff of Saturday Night Main Event. But it happens on a Friday, so it's like a spin forward. Kind of, yeah. A front flip. It's held live. Uh, Saturday night main events usually were tape delayed, basically. They recorded over Yeah, but they played during like the off-season of... Basically, when Saturday Night Live wasn't airing live, they would air the Saturday night main events. I wish that I was older. This sounds so fun. It was held at the... I could have been just as lame as I am now. But younger. But but, but in... uh, Well, I mean older. Older now. But like I could have been in 19... 89, watch, watching you, them. How old were you in 1989? Like two. I was born in 80, January yeah, You were already in bed by the January time. January 87, and this is basically like January 89. The thing is, I might have actually watched this live, and I just do not remember it, because I possibly could have been watching with my grandmother. Was your grandmother a, a wrestler? She was the one that got me, like, really? we would watch wrestling together. Did we talk about this? Yeah, we talked about okay. this. Okay. Back bra- in, like, house show number yeah. one. Yeah. That's awesome. Which, if you haven't ever watched one, if you haven't ever listened to any of our house shows, you should check those out. I, I think they're fun. They're fun little side pieces. Yeah, uh, you, sh- you, get to, you get to shoot Matt and shoot Mike. I found out, like, my... We play a little loose. Yeah. My mother had a friend that was younger than her that she worked with named Kathy Galetta. And she would, like, babysit... Uh... Name protected for... Just kidding. She's either dead or, like, somewhere else. <laughs> but I guess my mom said that, like, she was really into wrestling, like, in this, like, you know, this Hulkamania area, era. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like... She was a real American? She was a real American. She would go to the shows and stuff, I guess. But she would, like, you know, when I was really little, like, she would babysit my sister and I sometimes. Like, if my mom, like... Which didn't really happen that much, because parents were basically always either working or at home. <laughs> but the couple of times that, like, you know... She would babysit. I remembered her because, like, she like let my mom be like, "Yo, like, she's like, I can't believe that you haven't your kids haven't seen like Nightmare Before Christmas. Like, they gotta watch it." And so, like, she made sure to bring her like VHS tape of Nightmare Before Christmas to show us because she loved it so much. She was like, "Like, seems like a very bad babysitter." No, she was great. That's a fun movie. She's like, she was very like, I guess looking back on it now, it's like she was kind of like weirdo alt nerd lady that was like thirty, but I was like fucking two. Anyway, she might be. My first crush now that we're talking about this live, sure. maybe you like the it sounds great. Ladies. Do I? You like the older ladies? I, I think know, I think that's it. And I mean, I like them all. Whatever, bro. <laughs> so the main event was held at the Bradley Center in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, on February third, nineteen eighty-nine. Some things that were happening around that time. Who's Harry Crumb would come out on the same day. I've never seen Who's Harry. Who's Harry? Crumb? Never seen Who's Harry. Crumb. Who's in Who's Harry? Crumb? It's John Candy. 
I have seen Uncle Buck. I've seen a lot of John Candy movies. I've seen. I've even seen Canadian. It's Bacon. basically John Candy doing Fletch. That sounds great. Did you ever see Fletch? I've seen Fletch. That sounds really. That I mean, sounds that's really kind funny. of the vibe. The vibe. Of yeah, it. it's yeah. not the same. Exactly, uh, whenever like, who's Harry Crumb? Like, I know the name of the movie, mm-hmm. but you know when you hear the name of a movie and you think of like it on the VHS rack when you were a kid. Yeah. I'm picturing like who's Harry Crumb. But I'm seeing the cover of like What About Bob, where it's like the worst cover for a VHS tape ever, where it's like white and like orange. That's it. That's the cover of What About Bob, right? I think so. I know. I haven't seen Harry Crumb. Is it top tier, mid tier, low tier? I don't love who's uh, Harry Crumb. Yeah. It, you can't buy. Can you buy him as a like action a hero? And, and the private investigator? Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. Sorry. Yeah. But not 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 scaling walls. No, definitely not. And the other thing that I found, and you'll like this one. I just saw this one because you know how I feel. The album Mystery Girl. It, it was an album, right? I got that correct. I mean, it's definitely a song. But uh, back in the day, anybody that did like that style of music, they would take the single, and that would be the name of the album, and then it would have like ten other tracks on it. Yeah. I think it's the name of the album, yeah. but it's by uh, Mystery Girl by Roy Orbison. My who, favorite singer of all time. Uh, would be released. Uh, he would join Elvis Presley as the only singers to have two top five albums Oh wow! at the same time. Oh, because of the Traveling Wilburys. Because the Traveling Wilburys album That's was crazy. out at the same time. I well. didn't realize Mystery Girl was such a later song. It was his last album that he released because uh. he had passed away um, uh. about a um, couple months earlier. Fuck, that's, yeah, I fucking love Roy Orbison so much. I know you do. But no, it was for you, bro. Thanks, bud. I'm holding back from just talking about Roy Orbison. We should talk about wrestling. Okay, well, let's move on to the wrestling. (laughs) So we head off to the show. We get a highlight package of the Mega Powers with narration from Vince. Vince's narration is amazing. We see the end of WrestleMania 4 with the putting Elizabeth on on the the shoulder. shoulder, yeah. Boss, we see uh, those subtle touches. The subtle, the, the subtle. subtle the, they're, they're subtle, but not so subtle. We see Bossman choking Hogan during a brother love segment with his nightstick. That nightstick stuff gets kind of brutal. Uh, we see the shenanigans from Survivor Series with the uh, handcuffing of Hogan to the rope. Yeah, yeah, and everything. Is that the second nightstick beatdown that like gets kind of gnarly? Pretty much. Yeah. We see the Twin Towers double-teaming Hulk and handcuffing Elizabeth, which brings Savage out with a chair to clear the ring. Hell yeah. And then we see the Towers beating up Savage at a TV show, at a TV taping as well. We then see the logo for the main event. It pops up, and more highlights are shown of Mega Powers, Twin Towers, Hercules, and Ted DiBiase. Man, like, the logos for... The Flash logos for each guy are so good. Like, the Hercules one looks fucking amazing. Twin and Towers one looks Pantheon, amazing. Like the pillars and stuff. Oh no no the there's a Hercules the Hercules one just has like it's like Hercules in like chrome and then there's like chains wrapped around it uh, and it looks awesome. But they all they all look really cool. They're very fun. They feel like advertised like fighting game like mm-hmm. logos. Like they're all very like well realized and good. Also, we didn't talk about it in the last show, but the uh, Twin Tower crumbling stuff is by no means funny but like kind of bizarre and awkward on the the last show and on this one i think it's maybe a little less i don't know what you're talking about they're like they're called the twin towers and they just talk about like we're gonna crumble the twin towers and like knock them down (laughs) and like 
in Royal Rumble, like we didn't okay. talk about it, but it's like so is like watching it. It's just like very affecting gotcha. today. Gotcha. By no means do I think it should be like edited or whatever. It's just kind of it's just kind of bizarre. Is all. Agree. <laughs> That's now, all. Now that you, now that you That's explained all. it to me, I'm yeah, like, I was like, Matt, why are you looking at me funny? Right. And he was like, I don't get it. No clue what you're talking. Matt took a really long nap during 9/11. We then get Vince and Jesse welcoming us, previewing the matches of the evening, and Jesse says, three of a kind." Always beats the mega powers. Because uh, both those guys are big as fuck. <laughs> Jesse has like the dumbest. This is my least favorite Jesse fit. I agree. He, he was very toned down for this. He looks like he was thrown together. He's had like a bright green like boa. And then he has like, they're kind of like uh, like Devo, like, you know, new wave looking glasses that have mm-hmm. lights in them, like made for kids. But like none of his, none of his outfit like matches. It just looks like he ran into a store and ran right back out. And we get Mean Gene in the back with the Twin Towers. And Slick tells us what the third law of wrestling dynamics is. Three men always beat two men. Do you think that uh, Slick and Jesse uh, were talking before this, by any means? They, they might have been. For some reason, they're really about the fact that these two men with two legs and two arms double as, not double, but like when paired together have an extra pair of arms and legs no they're talking about slick being the oh. third man that's what they're talking about because but is that what jesse was talking me- about too yeah because but like the that's because me- the mega powers only has elizabeth oh the so they're down, down downplaying her because she's a frail little lady yeah it's basically what they're saying. oh okay i thought they were talking about how big they were mean gene and wow. asks, asks slick what the first and second law are the first law is law of the jungle because akeem is hungry he's hungry he, then, I mean, he doesn't look very hungry. He always looks hungry. He's a big dude. Akeem is, like I said, I think he might be the biggest guy. And then the second law was law of the land. And then Big Boss Man reads the mega powers, their rights. Uh, what are the rights? Do you have them? I did not write them down. They're very funny. I was so hoping that you had Fuck. them. Fuck. I don't think I do. It's good. It's very good. Spoiler alert. This is 40 minutes worth your time. Definitely. <laughs> we then go to a video package on the friendship of the Mega Powers with some really awesome 80s music behind it. But originally, the song that was played was You're a Friend of Mine by Jackson Brown. Can you give me the chorus? No. You can't? Not at this moment. <laughs> so we literally just paused so we could watch this video of this We got like song. 80 seconds in. Did we get that far? Musically, it was fine, but it's like really, it's like the most boring version of like Huey Lewis. It's like Huey Lewis with it's no energy. Very boring Huey Lewis. But, but it's like very Clarence Clemens saxophone, which is always yeah, fun. yeah. It's, I mean, it's, can you spell WWF without saxophone? Yes. <laughs> okay, cool. We then go to Mean Gene, who's with the Mega Powers, and Gene brings up the Triangle of Love, and Hogan goes. The love between me and Miss Elizabeth. Elizabeth and, uh, and, and then and, Savage does like this double take, like, yeah. what? He does his like toddler on like cocaine, <laughs> which he is a toddler on cocaine. And then Hogan finishes the line, the love, love between brother, brother and sister. sister. And yeah. then he talks about the love between them. And yeah, the but he like, he really them. sells the love between them. He's like, the beams of their eyes. And then the love between, yeah, between Miss Elizabeth and Savage. And yeah. And, no, it's uh, like a radar beam, is what he says. And then they talk about how Miss Elizabeth was savage, can still feel the pain of those handcuffs being put on Miss Elizabeth. Yeah, it's like they're all like empaths for each other. 
It's very fucking funny. And from there, we go to our first match of the evening. The Twin Towers of Akeem and Big Boss Man with Slick versus the Mega Powers of Macho Man Randy Savage and Hulk, Hulk Hogan. Hogan. With Miss Elizabeth. Miss motherfucking Elizabeth. And Liz is wearing a pink prom dress. <laughs> She's like legit wearing like, it looks like a prom dress. It's very funny. Like an 80s Where's prom dress. Mega Powers colors. Uh, Come on, Miss Elizabeth. Foreshadowing. I mean, she's kind of wearing her colors match Randy's better, because Randy's got like the like kind of pinkish like Pepto gear on, right? Yeah. yeah. So Savage is set to start the match, but Big Boss Man wants Hogan, and Hulk finally convinces Macho to let him in. Hogan punches Big Boss Man. Slick jumps up on the apron, so Hulk hits him and Akeem as well. Turns and gives Big Boss Man an atomic drop that sends him over the top rope to the outside. Hell yeah. Big Boss Man tries to slam Hogan's head against the turnbuckle, but Hulk reverses it for an eight turnbuckle head slams in one quarter, and then one, one more the, the opposing other. one. I wasn't trying to, my count, I was like, oh, it's probably ten, but no, it was nine. Hogan tosses Boss Man to the ropes and is winding up for a haymaker, but Boss Man slips out of the ring to catch a breather. But Savage comes from behind with a double axe handle on the floor. Akeem's in, tossed to the corner, where Macho and Hogan ping-pong punch the African dream back and forth. Top rope double axe handle from Macho, and then Hogan with a second rope double axe handle. Oh, he Hogan got air. On Akeem. The African dream rakes Hogan's eyes, big boss man with the clothesline, a pile driver, and the towers are in control. Hulk backdrops boss man over the ropes to the floor, but Hogan is dragged by his feet out to the floor as well. Boss man's run into the ring post and both men are trying to roll back into the ring but slick grabs hogan allowing boss man to get away savage kicks slick from the apron to knock him down breaking his hold on hogan hulk is tossed to the ropes and is given a spine buster i'm not giving the spine buster its proper due because no. it was a weak looking move it doesn't look good it's not an arn anderson spine buster but hulk did take a back he did that's a good point towers back to working over hogan Akeem's holding Hulk with Boss Man coming off the ropes for a punch when Hogan moves, so Big Boss Man hits the African Dream to stagger him and allows Hulk to make the hot tag. Macho with the rubber band slam, a crossbody on Akeem, but Boss Man makes the save. Savage tries to come off the ropes again, but Slick hits him with a nightstick from the outside. Towers double-teaming Savage to regain control, and Akeem tosses Macho out of the ring and Miss Elizabeth helps him up and back into the ring. But the African Dream grabs Savage and throws him right back out of the ring. Oh my shit. Into oh Miss Elizabeth. God. Dude, this fucking, fucking uh, bump that Elizabeth takes is absolutely terrifying. It really is. It's absolutely terrifying. She sells it like a dead per- like she, Like she sells it like she's dead. And it looks terrible. Like it, like not ter- Like it's like it looks amazing because it looks fucking real. It totally like does. he I mean, falls I, like at like full force ass first into her head. Be like she's, she's legitimately really hurt. De- yeah, yeah. Fucking holy crap! So Hogan runs over, checks on both of them. Yeah. Savage gets up, but Hulk is lingering over Elizabeth. It takes some time. And Macho like sees he's this, checking on him for a while. They're selling it, and it's and getting she, hot. Just she, standing there. But she's selling it fucking dead as fuck. 
And, like, Hogan's, like, looking to the back, like, someone coming to help? Yeah. You know? Fucking super silly that nobody comes out to help. Yeah. Nowadays, like, people will be Yeah, there but this is, like, pretty... I feel like that what we're about to see is this might be one of the first big instances of it. Akeem grabs Savage, brings him back into the ring, and the towers continue to work him over. Towers go for double jumping elbow drops, but Macho moved. Savage with a double noggin knocker on the towers, and all of a sudden you see Hulk pick Elizabeth up. But, like, before he does that, he, like, I don't know if she does it or he does it, but he, like, puts her hands over her body like she's a corpse. Like, she's, like, the your hands in front of your chest on your back, and, like, she just sells it so She's just there. She just looks like she's not breathing. And they even make it, like, make a point to make it look like she's dead because, like, her hands yeah. are the way her hands are. looks like some old school fucking, like, hammer movie coffin shit. So we see Hulk has Elizabeth in his arms. Yeah, he's losing it. Carrying her back down the entryway. Macho sees this in the ring and doesn't understand what's going on. He's like, he, like, reaches out of the ropes, like, like yelling yeah. down the entryway. Bossman comes from behind with a kick to the back. Hulk has finally found some medical personnel. He runs through that hallway and he's losing it the whole time. He's like, "Somebody help her, Jesus!" <laughs> like, like he is fucking. I would like kind of. I mean, not overselling it. He's just kind of like a one note about it. Yes. But he seems very concerned. Uh, the medical personnel help him get Elizabeth on a gurney, and they roll her back to this first aid room where Hogan is holding her hand and is very distraught. Yeah. The doctor starts taking her blood pressure. Cool. Way to go, fake doctor, <laughs> uh, doing doctory stuff. What is it they always call it? They never say, Vince always has his like terms. Yeah, uh, they never say hospital. They it's always like say medical uh, facility. Me- me- medical facility, so it's like... Is, is, does he not say doctor? Does he say, like, health professional? Something, <laughs> Something goofy like that. Back from commercial, the towers are still working over Savage in the ring. And Elizabeth has finally woken up and asks, Where's Randy? Yeah. Liz tells Hogan to get back to the ring. So Hulk makes his way back, and the crowd is going crazy. Hell yeah, they are. And this takes some time. This it's stuff is, yeah, like, this is, this is not a quick return. Double-team backbreaker from the towers to Savage, and the towers both go to come off the same rope, but the ropes are so loose that Akeem falls over, and Bossman misses the splash. I don't know if this was supposed to be what actually happened. I think it might have been a botch. I mean, I know that those ropes looked loose, but it's the way that, like, Akeem and... Mostly Akeem and Bossman, like, hit them. They look like some of those matches were like, yo, what happened to these ropes? This ring looks fucking loose. Is somebody going to get hurt? Savage goes to the top rope for a double axe handle. Macho Macho tosses Bossman out of the ring, grabs Akeem, and tosses him out of the ring as well. Hogan's there on the apron, but Savage isn't even looking to tag him in. Macho then walks over to Hulk, slaps him, and then jumps out of the ring. And it fucking is great. He looks at him for a minute, and he kind of thinks about the slap. He's, like, going to do the tag, and then he, like, basically tags him in with a fucking slap. Bossman comes over, kicks Hogan in the back, and Savage begins to walk up the entryway. Towers are trying for a double avalanche splash in the corner, but Hulk moves. But, like, he's slow going, the going back, and, like, the like people in the crowd are, like, leaning forward over the railing, like, go, like yelling at him to, like, go back, and, like, don't leave and stuff, and it's just, like, everybody is in. Hogan... 
reaching over the ropes, pleading with Macho mm-hmm. at ringside. But Savage just grabs his belt from the timekeeper and goes to the locker room. Bossman then hits an avalanche splash on Hulk in the corner. Akeem with a clothesline and an Air Africa for a two count. I, I had 747. I was like, well, I can't remember the other name. One man gang. Hulk starts hulking up. Hell yeah, he does. No selling Akeem's punches, giving the big boot, fighting off Bossman, and then the leg drop to Akeem for the pin and, and the, the win. win. That big boot, leg drop. Big boot, leg drop. But. Post match. It's not over yet, baby. Bossman attempts to handcuff Hogan. The Hulk slips away, giving a double noggin knocker to Bossman and Slick, leaving them yeah, handcuffed. Yeah, he like they like they're gonna do the same spot they did to Hulk months Survivor before, series. yeah, and they're gonna tie him up. But they do like some cheap ass like magic thing. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's like it's like oh they go in and then like it's almost comedic where like they like Hulk backs out and like. I thought Hulk was going to be handcuffed, and he wasn't. They were, but they all covered it up with like their heads and their bodies, yeah. and like in front of the camera. It was a really good spot. It was fucking. It was really good. I I agree completely. Hogan starts making his way to the back and is yelling for Macho. Mm-hmm. Savage is in the first aid room arguing with Elizabeth. Before that, he goes through. He like it's like two minutes of him running through the like venue, which yeah. I don't feel like we really seen at this point. But he, like, is throwing around other guys. Like, he, like, runs into a room and it's, like, Jim Neidhart. No, that's at the very end of the episode. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Sorry, guys. Hulk finally makes his way to the first aid room, starts yelling at Macho himself, and Hogan yells, How could you leave me out there? And Savage basically tells him, I've been carrying you. You never asked for a title shot because you can't Can't beat me. And it's amazing. Savage jumps at Hulk with the belt, knocking Hogan over, and starts throwing lefts and rights. Well, yeah, he likes he yeah he does the total fucking like heel belt bump, and he like flies and like hits like some medical equipment and falls down in the some corner. Some tongue depressors just go flying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One of them falls in Elizabeth's mouth. Turns out she's okay. <laughs> yeah, because all of a sudden Elizabeth is yeah. up and she checks on Hulk. But Macho grabs her and drags her away. No, he like throws her across the yeah. room. It looks really rough. As Savage is about to hit Hogan with the belt again, who shows Brutus up? Brutus Beefcake rips the title away and starts stabs him in the heart with shoes. But starts getting beat happen. up by Macho. Well, I didn't. I wasn't expecting. I guess like Beef is a good like clean baby. I guess, but I was like, okay, it's he's Beefcake. One of, he's one. He's one of Hogan's real life best friends. One of his boys. Uh, we see Savage even throw Pat Patterson, who's trying to calm things down. Before he leaves. Oh, I didn't even catch them. So we come back from commercial, and Jesse and Vince are talking about the disintegration of the Mega Powers. Well, I mean, imagine that I'm Jesse Ventura. Uh, it's it's Liz's fault. I told you that she was a detriment. Jesse's been right all along. I mean, I don't know if I I don't <laughs> know if I can say that out loud. <laughs> but that's just what he says. Yeah, yeah. But in this situation. We then go back to Mean Gene. He's there with Hogan and Beefcake in the first aid room. Not going to be able to get an interview right now because Hogan, because of Hogan's mental state. It's a, yes, it's and he's like not saying anything, and he doesn't he doesn't say anything later either. <laughs> so we're back out to the ring. We get our second match of the evening: Hercules versus Ted DiBiase with Virgil. And this is is this the slave stipulation? No, there's they no just stipulation. This is just the culmination of their feud, basically. Okay. 
So as soon as DiBiase and Virgil are on the apron, Hercules knocks Virgil off, drags Million Dollar Man in, and gives an atomic drop and a clothesline to send Ted to the floor. Hercules grabs Virgil, who has climbed to the top rope, and press slams him to the mat. DiBiase's finally climbed back to the apron, and Hercules tosses Virgil into the Million Dollar Man to knock him back to the floor, and then clothesline Virgil over the ropes to the floor as well. Hercules slingshots DiBiase back into the ring, and then a gorilla press slam. Another atomic drop that sends Million Dollar Man over the ropes to the floor. Hercules then grabs both Virgil and DiBiase to give a double noggin knocker. The, the old DNK. Hercules has Million Dollar Man up on the apron and looks to give some forearms across the chest, but DiBiase snapmares Hercules over the ropes to the floor. And it's not an NWA match. <laughs> right. So no one's disqualified. So no one's so it's not a DQ. Million Dollar Man slams Hercules' head on the apron, some chops before rolling him back into the ring. We get an Irish whip into a clothesline and then some falling fist drops from DiBiase. Million Dollar Man on the second rope with a double axe handle to the forehead of Hercules. And then we get a suplex attempt. Hercules reverses it into a vertical suplex of his own. Million Dollar Man slams Hercules' head into the turnbuckle multiple times and goes to Irish whipping to the opposite corner. But Hercules reverses it, charges in, but DiBiase gets a boot up. DiBiase tries for more turnbuckle slam shots, but Hercules reverses it to give 10 of his own. Power slam by Hercules, and he's feeling the power of 20,000 fans behind him. <laughs> Hercules goes for a shoulder tackle. Ish. But Million Dollar Man moves, and Hercules crashes into the turnbuckle head first. Virgil's climbing up on the apron with a Hercules chain and wraps it around a turnbuckle. And the ref sees him do this. Oh, does he? He looks ex- right at Virgil <laughs> doing it. DiBiase grabs Hercules and is charging him towards the chain-wrapped turnbuckle, but at the last second, Hercules reverses it to slam Million Dollar Man's head into it for a two-count. Once again, another slam of DiBiase's head into the turnbuckle and lifts him up into a backbreaker, basically a torture rack. Yeah. But Virgil is distracting the ref on the apron. The ref finally gets Virgil off the apron, and instead of looking at DiBiase and Hercules with him in the torture rack to see if he gives up or whatever, Yeah. he goes to the turnbuckle to unwrap the chain. Chain's not being used right now, man. Hercules grabs... Hercules. Virgil grabs Hercules. <laughs> Virg- I like Hercules. Showing us some bare ass, pulling him into the ropes for him oh. to lose control of Million Dollar Man. I forgot about the ass shot. Hercules turns to reach for Virgil, but when DiBiase comes from behind for a schoolboy roll up with a handful of tights for the pin and, and the win. win. Post match, we see Hercules attack Million Dollar Man, goes to grab his chain while Virgil grabs DiBiase. To escape the ring. We come back from commercial and Mean Gene's finally in the back with Hulk Hogan. To check on his mental state. We get the worst fake crying again from Hulk. Uh, it's, it's, I will say he's whole-assing it. He's not half-assing it. It doesn't mean that it's bad. It just means that he's not... It does not ha- mean that it's good. He's not half-assing it. But he's though. not half-assing Because he literally is like... He's jealous. He's sell- yeah, he's selling the shit out of it. <laughs> yeah. Randy! Randy. <laughs> Hogan walks out of the first aid room and it ends up we end up back at with Vince and Jesse and they review the mega power situation. We all know how Jesse feels about it. 
and then we cut back to Hogan walking down the hallway. Yeah, what I was talking about earlier. Sorry to spoil it. trashing the back, opening He's, doors. like, throwing road cases. Like, I think he bumps, like, Neidhart. He opens a door. Jim Neidhart's there, and he, like, yells at him, Where's Randy? Yeah. He walks up. Next up, Shawn Michaels, Michaels is there, yeah. and he grabs him. He's like, Where's Randy? Yeah. Bret Hart's there. Marty Jannetty, all of them. Yeah, I think Marty Jannetty's the only one that doesn't get touched. Yeah, he did. <laughs> he just looks at him. Yeah. Where's yeah. Randy? Hulk was like, I-, I know that he has the good blow connection, so <laughs> so I'm not gonna I- I'm not gonna rough him up right now. And basically, just either beats him up or tells him to get out of his way, and he finally gets through some like double doors out. It's all yeah. And that's how the show ends. Yeah, it's all Randy. Why? The last match is fine. I don't know if it should have happened first or not at all. You know what I mean? Or if, like, the Herc-DiBiase match should have been, like, fucking, like, Coco and Bad News. You know, something that's, like, a little bit less important or hot. Because I was just, like, so ready for for my storyline to show back up. But uh, this is 47 minutes of amazing. And some of the best stuff... It's like the best Hulk stuff, right? Is the Mega Powers. The lead to the Mega Powers and the fall of the Mega Powers, right? Does yes. everybody, everybody feels that way, right? I mean, the fall... That's not, by no a, means, this is a great storyline. It's done so well I over mean, time, and it's, it's like... It's a culmination of yeah. an entire year long. I mean, we're watching it pretty fast, but like, it's... It started at WrestleMania... I mean, it started even before WrestleMania 4. It started... Even before then, because they became the Mega Powers, kind of, Main Event 1 was the... Uh, the whole point. No, the Main Event 1 was the Andre Hogan thing. Yeah, yeah. And so that set up the tournament, but they were the Mega Powers even at that point. Well, here's the thing about this show. Is, is that, that it's fucking awesome? It actually ate the ninth match of the show live. Oh, that totally makes sense. The other seven like, matches I knew that were, it wasn't an hour-long show. dark matches. Yeah, nobody paid $18 for, like, in 1988 for fucking a two-hour, or a 47-minute well, show. this was on network television, so you weren't paying pay-per-view. No, no, I just meant, like, people, like, in the ring. Yeah. Like, people, like, people in the building, like, because like, tickets were cheap. But, literally, a bunch of the feuds that they've been growing yeah. were kind of culminated at this show. Sweet. Like so, Hercules, so like, Hercules and Debiasi, they've been feuding. Yeah, at WrestleMania, which is our next WWF show that we're going to cover in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. You would think that would be where they would have their blow off. Yeah, they don't. They're fighting two different people. This was the culmination of their feud. Yeah, I mean, shit, just like but like people, people we all we always read into things. I mean, a little stuff, too much. It was basically a house show where they were like because Andre and Jake the Snake were one of the matches. Yeah, but they that's do, a big. That's they huge. do still have a match at WrestleMania. Yeah, against each other. So it's so kind of it like kinda, uh, it's kind of like house show, like warming up. Yeah, and like preparing the, themselves yeah. for the big, big show. But basically. so the main event was only this one hour. It was right? it was one hour on a Friday night, and they showed these two matches live with this. But the rest of the show, like, how well was that show put together? If they knew when to start, beginning of the show and all the interviews, like, I feel like. There was a commercial break it's and stuff. Doing it's, live TV, man. You, all I'm saying they is, have a if lot of practice by this. It was point. done well. So I mean, we're st- we started kind of giving our overall thoughts. Continue on those. I mean, you, I, you're loving this show. Oh, this rules. Absolutely rules. This absolutely is. 
the best things about WWF at this point in time. This is the best Hulk stuff. This is like the Randy Liz mega power Hulk stuff is like we talked about it when Randy got the belt and he held the ropes open for Liz and then like but before that he had her on her his had her on his shoulders. I was watching it in my living room and fucking uh, I my cheeks were wet. I was fucking tearing up. This is not that kind of good, but it's also not that kind of of a cathartic like resolution. We'll get that resolution probably at WrestleMania five. Yeah, hopefully. But essential shit. It's a this super is a, fun show. This is essential as fuck. Huge history making moments. Yes. And it completely sets up WrestleMania like, five, and I'm totally ready for it. The Hulk going through the hallway. Like you've all seen that picture of Hulk at some point on the yeah. on the internet. Like. Like, it is... I mean, they overdo it nowadays. Yeah. But it was so good then. It made... What, wait, overdo... Like, the person trashing the back. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. Looking for someone. I don't I don't even know if they do it that much now, but they did in 1998. But that's because in 1998, there's no kayfabe. It's the destruction of, it's the destruction of that. It's like, oh, we gotta show everything. But yeah, I was surprised to see him do that here. Like throw a road case and like choke out guys in the back. That was weird. Good, Where, where's the smart marks at? All right, fuck you. I think it's time for us to smart it up. There's two matches on this show. Mm-hmm. So best moments. The best, it, the best moment is, is the, the argument between Hogan and Macho in the back, right? Yeah, it's a mix between that and like... The, 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 like, when Randy flies out and, like, his fucking, he flies out full force and his ass lands on, like, he legitimately locks, knocks Elizabeth down and she plays it for dead. I was legitimately scared while I was watching it. And I know that, uh, she lived for a, a very long time after that, but I was like, I, I popped in my seat, man. I was like, "She's is she? She's dead. She's got to be dead." Oh my god! Like I fucking lost it, and I was legitimately concerned. Even though this happened in like 1989, I was legitimately concerned for the person that just got knocked over. I was like, "Oh my!" Where's my DeLorean fucking... to go and save her? Yes, and uh, Hulk was there to stand over her, I guess, for a while. But no, this is. Also, console her yeah her but like moments th- that moment like fucked me up but it's all the first the first match is the show oh yeah i mean that's what the entire show was built around was that yeah the second match was like oh well we need 10 minutes to like build this up well let's talk about most disappointing i hate that they had hercules and dibiase blow off their feud they could have done any other match there or they could have extended do, do a tag match. Yeah, anything. You could have, or you could have just extended this to where it's only that match. I mean, I don't know if I wanted to watch the because basically, how's this? How's I, this? I was, I was, how, not, okay. I was not super impressed with the Twin Towers Mega Powers match. No, <laughs> it's all story because it's all story. Yeah, and it's not they, about the match. They spent way too much time having the towers just beat up on them. Okay, well, what if what if the second part is just the pose off? Would that have worked better? I mean, I probably would have preferred preferred that. You know, but, but the, the thing put, is put that is pose like, off from the Royal Rumble on this show instead. It yeah. builds that feud. 
Yeah. Or or, ha- like, or have or have warrior honestly have warrior face someone smash a guy like smash a guy and then rude come out and like you know have a run it or something honestly you know, honestly further, anything further but you it does no don't ju- have don't have a yeah. blow off it it just feud. takes away from DiBiase and Hercules and they deserve more because they now basically have like a month and a half or so to build up another feud for WrestleMania and like they don't have a whole lot of TV and they're not on TV every week. So it's yeah. kind of like, can't. I just felt like, yeah, it's like. I don't the, remember who each one of them The Hurt DiBiase stuff wasn't bad. I just felt like it's like, oh, well, it's such an afterthought. It was. It completely was. And it's not that it's bad. It's just that it's like, this other shit is the hottest shit. Some of the hottest shit you're ever going to do. Right? Yeah. This is like the kind of thing that builds a brand. I mean, I think they probably just put it on because they knew people would care enough about that match. Also, that they would stick around the, to the end to well, see the to the other, see the uh, end of the show. The basically. other thing I was thinking about was that like, is the Hulk stuff piped in over top of their match? Are they like, is it like on a screen piped in, like I don't to think the there's a screen to the crowd? Yeah, to the to the crowd. Because if not, then I understand it a little bit more. Because but then it's like two completely I think it's different. Literally just for the TV. Well, audience. then then the Herc th- then the like Herc DiBiase match. Gets a little bit more of a leeway being there because people aren't getting the. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird, right? Because I mean, well, if you're at the live audience and there's no screen telling you what what's happening in the back, Hogan and Savage just fought. Are you sticking around for Hercules and DiBiase? I mean, yeah, I paid my ticket. I'll sit down. I'll watch it. But a lot of people wouldn't. Yeah. The crowd wasn't super hot for this match because no, because they just got, they had just seen Savage. And they Hogan. just got thirty minutes of Savage and Hogan like accumulating like the accumulation of their like feud that's been going on for so long. I mean, it's the same issue with the Royal Rumble. Once the big story is done, yeah, it's kind of like yeah, it's like yeah. ugh, yeah, it's like okay, so now we're like working undercard. Yeah, basically all the shit we're talking. I want to make it known that. The show is great. You should watch this twice. It's amazing. Uh, best performer of the night, Elizabeth, with the playing dead. Elizabeth's playing dead. It's, it's Savage, and then Elizabeth, and then everybody else. Because it's fucking Randy fucking Savage. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, like I I mean, I might put them like on like an even tier, where they're like both like number one, and then everything else is like, I don't care anymore. So it's like... You know, like, I think Hercules looked good. DiBiase is always good. Hulk Hogan is always Hulk Hogan. Mean Gene is all of our dads in a perfect world. But, yeah, like, I love Elizabeth, but Randy has just got that little bit of an edge. Anything surprising in this show? Uh, I was surprised that there was something that wasn't the tag match. I was surprised that I got a second match. Oh, okay. Just because I... I wasn't privy to it going in. It was kind of surprising to see the big background stuff because we don't go back and watch all of your the TV all, all the all the TV on. stuff where it's like a lot more of like the promos and whatnot. We, yeah. We've been watching the pay per views, so we'll get like clips of that and stuff. But like we're not super well versed in our brother love fucking segments. No, definitely not. But so it was surprising thing to me was that the story like left the ring to the back multiple times and was like well shot and it's done really well it looked good 
I'm gonna for my most surprising. I'm gonna kind of dive into a little bit of a deeper topic here. In this feud or in this breakup between the oh mega powers, yeah, you're, you're you're talking relationship shit. Um, so story started with you know Hogan and Andre. Hogan losing to Andre, Savage then winning the tournament as mm-hmm. WrestleMania four. They're friends and everything. We then see cracks begin at Survivor Series. Yeah, yeah. Well, you got the like the Hulk with like the like the, the touch on Elizabeth's side and like r- the Randy look. Yeah, Randy starts giving the look, and it's like so subtle and so good. Who, who should be the heel in this? When you think of everything that Hogan has done and Savage has done, other than Savage attacking Hogan in the back. Well, I mean, Savage has always been like, because it was before all of this, he was always very dismissive of Elizabeth. So he already has that. He already he has a background of that, but they've reconciled that. They did reconcile that, but you don't forget it. But if you think about it, Hogan, Hogan even uh, at the Royal Rumble, he's like, who's the real champion? Macho can't beat me. That's some heel shit right there. Yeah. I mean, you'll never catch me caping for Hogan. Like, literally, they could have just did a... Hogan goes and throws Macho out. Yeah. That's some heel shit. Like, yeah. he's your... he's your. I'm like, I know it's every man for himself. Yeah. But he's your partner. Like The thing is, and, like... And the Twin yeah. Towers are, like, about to come out. Like, why would you not want to keep him in the ring to help you... With yeah, you have the fuck, you got the You got the champ with you. So, like, literally everything Hogan does leading well, up to this the, point... I think that's the genius of it, is that... No, the problem is, is that the crowd's not going to boo Hogan at this point. No, they're not. I mean, I see where you're coming from, but I think that how vague and confusing it is, uh, like, motivation-wise, is one of the reasons that it works so much better. Because it's not clear. I would have been... I would have almost preferred for... Both of them just to have this, like, this disagreement and not for for Savage. Because, spoiler for WrestleMania 5, Savage is the heel. Well, yeah, yeah, because he, he he already, like, starts talking about this where he starts talking about Macho Madness and stuff. And he's, yeah. like, he, he's kind of doing, like, a jealousy vibe on Yeah, it's a complete Hogan. jealousy thing. But I'm just, like, if you look at everything that has happened, Hogan should be the heel. I see where you're coming from. I don't disagree, but I think that there's an argument for both sides, and that's why it's an interesting feud. We know that Hogan's not going to go heel until there's big money about it in, like, 1990-whatever. All the real ones know that Savage over Hogan forever. Right? Correct. Right? And now for a look back even further into the history of wrestling. The Dusty Finish... In 1930, the National Boxing Association had created the National Wrestling Association with hopes to begin regulating professional wrestling. But the title they recognized wasn't even the same title that Ed Lewis and other luminaries had held. There was no legitimacy, so smaller promotions wouldn't even recognize it. The regional promotions also had no say in who held it or hope of booking the champion Jim Londos so they would just create their own titles. With every promotion claiming to have a world champion, it was damaging and made every title seem not legitimate. Something needed to be done if wrestling was going to continue to thrive. In 1948, 
Paul Pinky George, Sam Muchnick, Orville Brown, and a group of other promoters settled on a solution. Multiple territories would vote on and share a single world champion. Together, they formed the National Wrestling Alliance. I got goosebumps. Next week, Chi-Town Rumble. Okay. Is it NWA show or WCW show? WCW. Is it actually WCW? It's I mean, not... w... NWA produced by the WCW. WCW but it's, it's got the NWA skirt. Probably. I don't know. Okay. I mean, they'll still be defending the like NWA. Like the WCW logo. It'll still be the NWA yeah. World Heavyweight Championship. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just curious when do we get the WCW logo. Um, I'm not real sure. I think it's... 90-ish. Later in 91, 92. Two, oh, okay. It might be it might be a few episodes from now, but we'll have a uh, return of someone at this show that Michael will be very happy to see come back. Is it Sam Houston? It will not be Sam Houston. <laughs> I figured that's what your answer was going to be. But I already know who the best performer of the night will be. Okay. If you catch my drift. So the music from this week's show, the theme song from the main event, it's a good tune. Y'all heard it at the very beginning of the show and million dollar man won the main event oh wow so we're gonna play his is this the first and only mdm i think so i think it might be but it, we get some good million dollar man laughs in, in this theme which is always, oh yeah it's like the best laugh ever some of the like his the the, the like he may have been the luckiest with like coming into the wwf with like the like booking and promos and like the pacing if you like us and you want to let us know please let us know because we love ratings and reviews uh, you can do that on iTunes Stitcher Google Play Podcoin or wherever you find your podcast at you can always email us any questions comments concerns tell us how much you love the Mega Power Storyline at WrestlingHistoryX at gmail.com or you can always find us on Twitter at WrestlingHistoX that's Wrestling H-I-S-T-O-X and always remember Randy we'll talk to you next week